Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's our goal to share financial information that helps you both in your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that help craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine and Kate Welker. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Amy. Well, it's August, which means we're on the third, uh, I I should say the third part of the summer, right? I always think of the summer broken down into the end of June, July and August. Mm-hmm. And kids are going to be going back to school next month. And this can be a very expensive month for people with children. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it can be a very stressful month with people with children. Uh, any particular beverage or wine that you're uh, looking to explore as you venture out for one of the stressful seasons of back to school? Um, well, I will say I, I love fall. So back to school makes me think about fall and we're outside a lot for events. So even though at the moment, we're recording it's muggy and almost 90 degrees out i'm looking forward to like a warm i don't know latte or something on the sidelines of the game (laughs) there you go (laughs) well you'll have to tell us what you're you know going forward what some of your favorite lattes are so perfect well, I, we're actually recording in July for those that are wondering why I'm not giving a wine tip. It's because I'm saving them all up for when I'm recording in August. Brent and I are headed out to Oregon, as many of you have heard. And I can't wait. I have my little book that I'm going to be taking with me and I'm going to have a bunch of recommendations when I come back on the other side. So um, we will dive right into today's topic, which is about... Uh, again, kind of back to school kind of concepts. I wasn't joking when I said it. it is and can be a very expensive part of your annual budget when you think about having young kids and going back to school. And that is something, Kate, that you personally are about to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We So in New York State, we tend to start school a little bit later than a lot of the country, but many schools are gearing up to go back in the next two to three weeks Um, or next month. We are into September here when we go back to school, but aisles are already starting to change at the store. The school supplies are out. The advertisements Mm. are coming through. And even though my children are only in their third week of summer vacation, I'm thinking to myself of um, when do we need to start switching gear and getting ready to make the purchases that we need to make as we get closer to the school year. 
Exciting. Any any thoughts or tips that you have for parents that are looking to make that, you know, mm-hmm. fit within their budget? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and your comment about it being very expensive um, for the years, especially when I worked very part time hours and was staying home with the kids a lot more. September was a hard month because I'd back off hours to be able to just do the running around or we needed to or, you know, be home in the summer and then all these things would come in at once. So some things that I think that are helpful are spreading it out if you can. I mean, you kind of wait until the end of the summer or right before school to, to do everything that might need to be done. It tends to be one larger bill that you can't spread out and maybe plan for as easily. So school supplies, especially, I started shifting gears for myself anyway, and other people I know and buying them throughout the year when I see them go on sale. It's not often that this happens, but there are certain things you know you're probably going to need, um, you know, glue sticks, pencils, um, uh, Clorox wipes, Kleenex, the things that were every year on our back to school list, um, especially the certain brand names. Uh, when I would see them go go up, I would just buy a bulk package of whatever and put them in the closet uh, until we needed them. And actually, I'm at the point now where my kids don't need as many back to school supplies. And I still have quite a stash of um, <laughs> pencils and glue sticks that I've been trying to find organizations to, uh, <laughs> to donate those to as we're past that. Um, so the school supplies, especially, and depending on your district, you may know what you need now or you might have to wait until school starts. But I, I always like to be prepared early. So if, as soon as I had my hand on that list, start buying maybe one thing a week. It's just going to be a couple dollars to start spreading it out versus going and uh, having one large purchase um, for those there. Um, and And your kids are in middle school at this stage of the game, right? So, yeah, we're heading into those middle school years. Yeah. Uh, actually, we were very blessed here to get a grant for some school supplies that reduced what we had to purchase mm. um, personally, which is great if your district's eligible, but we still try to fill in the gaps of what our, you know, the teachers might need, the school might need in addition to mm-hmm. that too. Um, and then as they get older, it changes more based on their personal preference um, for what they would like to have. The other thing besides just the pens and papers are the clothes. And again, this is probably not a necessity, but for me, the most exciting part of school growing up was um, getting the new back to school outfits every year and going and doing some shopping and having the new, you know, the new fancy does on mm-hmm. when I walked into school that first day. And again, depending on your circumstances, this could be a really large expense that you need to do. So um, the way that I've kind of shifted my mindset a little bit is to get a few things, a couple of items before school starts. So you can still have that feeling of back to school and then try to wait a few weeks or a month into the school year to really see what they do need versus what they think they need or think they want and do it all at once to kind of ease it in a little bit. And then it spreads the expense over a month or two versus all at one time. Do you ever, like, I know with some families, they've said, you know, we, we put a budget together and um, we give half the budget to like kids to pick out what they want. And then we take half the budget and get them what we feel they need. Do you ever do anything like that? Or do you let the kids pick out like one item or is there any, or have you seen other sort of ideas where you can also use this as a learning experience? Mm -hmm. No, I think um, it's huge. Hopefully through some of these podcasts, my blog posts, letting your kids manage some money, I think is really important as they age. So yes, we are starting to get into those years we've done this. We've kind of assigned like, this is our budget for right now. Um, and again, we're still at the age of this developing a little where there's more guidance that we need to get. But I've seen some of you know friends or associates that have said, all right, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars with that budget. You need to buy, you know, a pair of jeans, a pair of shoes. You know, they give them very specific things that have to come home and then the rest is theirs. And um, one of my favorite anecdotes is a friend of mine th- did this with their children. Like, okay, here's your back to school budget. Spend it as you will. But this is any, the only things you are getting until Christmas time. And their child went and bought a pair of designer jeans and that was all they bought. Um, And I think their shoes 
poked a hole in them. So he he made her duct tape her shoe and wear it to school that way for a few weeks until <laughs> they either had worked it off or talked about it and they use it as a learning lesson of, you know, um, that was your choice. And that That's definitely, funny. yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious, but. And how, out of curiosity, like, how did the how did that person react differently in the future? Like, how did the student, the child? Yeah, uh, if it, they definitely were more cautious in thinking through and planning because we had these follow-up discussions of of what happened after that. And so the next year, um, again, this is someone I was pretty close to. This, so the next year, they said when shopping came up, um, he did notice that his daughter went right to the clearance racks to start shopping and seeing what was available <laughs> before going up and, and deciding, you know, what what we could find already, what we were going to use our money for. Um, it was a great lesson. It definitely taught them a little bit about money management. It also taught them about what you need to have, not to mm-hmm. be prideful about your belongings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a great exercise. So this is something I know for us, and now that we're getting, my, my children are getting a little bit older, talking more about um, you know how far our money goes and what we should be spending on those items. With smaller children, I found, I don't know what it was with my children, but I felt like every year we got to September and they went through their growth spurt. So that was one of the items, one of the reasons I kind of delayed buying all the clothes at once because we buy these back to school clothes and then two months later, they didn't really fit that well and we'd be buying them all again. So that was one of the reasons we sort of started um, spreading it out a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a great tip. First of all, you mentioned how to budget for school supplies. Secondly, how to budget for back to school clothes and, you know, using some, using that as a learning opportunity to a certain extent. Um, any other tips that you have for parents or in general, you know, thinking about that back to school mindset? Mm-hmm. So one thing for, again, I feel like I'm speaking about my experiences in this situation, but those first few weeks of the school year just tend to be so busy. Um, you might have open houses either before or after getting back into the routine of, you know, going to school, having to do the homework at night. Generally, the start of school comes with the start of school activities. So dance mm-hmm. classes, scouts, sporting activities, everything starting up in the evening again. So I know that in the times that we tend to be busy and hustling and not feeling as relaxed, it's easy to spend a little bit extra on convenience items. Mm-hmm. So I think just trying to maybe think about that ahead of time and plan some time to um, plan time to plan, if that makes sense, <laughs> to just come up with, you know, one area could be dining. When we're running around, I know it's really easy to just maybe mm-hmm. hit the drive through opposed to having a sit down meal. Um, so giving yourself a little grace though, I think is important too, to do what gives you the best experience, a little mental health, not feeling like you have to do everything. Mm-hmm. But if you plan ahead and just be able to throw some, um, you know, fall's a great time for the crock pot to come out and, and throw things in, in the morning. So you have dinner ready. Uh, honestly, when a couple times now we've tried the, um, like meal kit delivery service, mm-hmm. I don't do them all the time because sometimes we're almost too busy to use even those. <laughs> but yeah. when we're just in that moderate time, having a recipe that's, it shows up at your doorstep with a recipe, ingredients, all cut up to cook. Yes, it's a little more expensive than buying groceries, but much less expensive than going out to eat. Mm-hmm. So putting a plan together to deal with the back to school fury, I guess you want to say, you know, where you're, you've got those sporting events, all of the, the fall events, all the fall activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a flurry of fall activities. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that phrase. Um, it does seem to be a flurry. That's the way I feel about it every year. And sometimes in a good way. Again, I just like that feeling of things. But 
Um, and kind of on the other side too, as parents, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get everything done and do things right. So, uh, I actually will in my calendar, and I'm sure you've seen this, Amy, in my calendar, I will block the afternoon of the first day of school just because I know it's been busy. I want to hear about the kids first day. We might go do something special, but then I know that night there's going to be paperwork to fill out. So much paperwork. Very, uh, I'm grateful that modern technology has changed some of that, or now they print out a report and you just sign it if it's accurate and send it back. But I do remember when the kids were young, laying out packets that had to be filled out the first night of school. Um, and being thankful I only had two children and not versus, you know, four or six children to go through and do all the back to school paperwork for. <laughs> it felt very redundant. Um, there might be an, you know, someone realized they were missing something, you know, you've got to get back in. So just having a little time in the schedule that week. Um, I often, sometimes, the first Friday of the school year plan to start a little bit later because it's for me again it's mental health I've you know we primarily work from home um, or I do at this point in time is just sometimes to enjoy a few minutes of quiet after (laughs) the kids have gone back to school um yeah just maybe a mental health moment and again just to make sure we're still on course with what our schedule looks like what the life looks like um and again kind of catch up on what have we done what needs to be done you know what are the next several weeks several months going to look like now that we're back into the school season so I like that last tip planning a mental health health moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the parents. Yeah, I, I think it's important because I don't know, I, I don't like being a stress frazzled person all the time. So um, when we're giving a lot of energy to other things, I think that's something that's important for, you know, all of us to take a few minutes to really think about what do you need? Calm down, focus. Um, <laughs> yeah, get, get collected or just enjoy a few minutes of quiet. <laughs> I love that tip. That's probably my favorite tip, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I did put it on my, on my uh, trying to think through ahead a little bit of what things look like in September. That was one I put on there. Um, Mental health moment. (laughs) Um, And I also called it breathing room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about for the kids? I mean, you know, when your kids are going back to school, what is, what is it like for them? What is their mental health moment? Mm -hmm. It's, it's exciting, right? But it's, it's also, they're going from what I call summer head to, you know, having to use their brain again. Not that, I mean, your kids are big readers and, you know, they're pretty engaged even throughout the summer, but it is, it's different. They're mo- they're very mobile in the summer. Yes. And then they have to go and sit. Yes, uh, absolutely. And just so no one thinks my kids are too great. We, plenty of YouTube watching has gone on in this household. Um, especially in the days that are busy, I walk out and I, I don't know if either of them have moved 10 feet in the last three hours, but we do try to get out. And like you said, just because the day's not structured there, you're running around and going outside, finding a friend, jumping in the pool. Um, it is exhausting, especially the younger age. I will say, um, any parents listening that have children either started, maybe starting school for the first time or in those kindergarten through third grade ages, that first week they come home and done. Um, either falling asleep on the couch at 530 at night is not unusual. Tears over little things because our life has just changed a lot in a day. Um, and whether they know it or not, it, it is a change. It's just going from a change in routine of not many expectations to needing to be, you know, on at all times during the school day. So um, a little grace for them too. I, um, and again, this is just a personal um, preference, but I don't like talk about how busy the schedule is. I don't like too many activities that overlap. So we really try to uh, pick and choose what we're involved in and look at the nights. Maybe there's a night we've got three things. We try to make sure the next night, um, if there's not something scheduled, we don't fill it up just to fill it up too. Have again, that breathing room, time to kind of calm down, catch up on 
catch up on things, get homework done, um, get to bed early if we need to. Mm-hmm. Because I do find as the, again, as my kids are getting older, switching the schedule from the summer sleeping schedule to the school year sleeping schedule is difficult. Um, just pairing back to going to bed at a normal time and waking up a lot earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal, right? I mean, for me, I, you know, I don't have that challenge of, I just have one schedule, you know, (laughs) I don't have that fluctuation and change. And I know for me, if I just have like two days where my schedule is off, I can get very cranky and I'm not, you know, I'm, I have a little bit, hopefully have a little bit more control over, um, that the kids don't, they really don't. And, and they can get cranky pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) They can. Um, absolutely. So I remember when I was a kid trying to transition those last couple of weeks back to ours, we've tried to do it too. There's been other times we've been like, let's just go cold turkey and, and start fresh the first day because it forces us to. Again, easier now that my kids are older versus when they were um, five, six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So things as they as they age, the stages change a little bit too. Um, and even their anticipation of the beginning of school is very different as they age. From when they were young, it's all of this excitement, which then sometimes crashes, you know, the adrenaline build up. Two, I think as they get older, they're excited in a different way. It's a little bit more exciting about the social piece, going back to see our friends and mm-hmm. you know, football games and basketball games. Yeah. How has it changed? I mean, thinking about when your kids were really young, how, how has that changed and what were some of the challenges back then? Mm-hmm. So actually, I, I had a point on here that this is going to tie into perfectly. Um, and I think the things that have changed, like I said, it used to be more we'd go to school, have the day come home. And it was more... Uh, like my kids would go to an after school program that would, you know, some days you could tell they really just wanted to be home, but other days it was nice to come, have a place to go to do your homework and, and read and do puzzles with kids and swim and run around. Um, to now it's definitely less free time in the evening, more homework. Um, so that is something that comes into play as they get older. And then school events, we have periods of time where we're going from um, school to they might have an after school activity and then they come home and there's an evening activity. And it might not be, you know, sometimes they're required. They're on a team. They're in Mm -hmm. um, the band or the choir. Or other times they just want to go to a school activity, Hmm. Um, which leads into a new expense that we're coming up on now, which are these other activities they want to get involved in (laughs) as they age. Um, So kind of on our tips about budgeting, um, mentioning when you are talking about school supplies or back to school clothes, it's also a good time to revisit with your children, kind of just spending in general, um, whether you give an allowance or they work for certain things, just talking about what is coming up that they might need money for and whether they're earning it or you're giving them a certain um, set amount each week. Something they can use because if, again, some schools charge for events, some don't, but typically that might mean they're going to go maybe out for a snack afterwards or beforehand, um, pay the entry fee, different things like that, that just as they age and have a different type of social life and a little more freedom, they are going to need income of some sort. And whether that comes from a job or comes from you talking about wise spending and spending habits and how where that's going. So teaching opportunities to your children mm-hmm. about finances. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So going through that, I, you know, I liked, like I said earlier, any opportunity to help them learn about money and expenses and costs and manage that coming in and coming out, I just think is a great experience. Um, and having expectations around, you know, versus just constantly handing them money, like here it is, whatever, mm-hmm. go do what you need to, or saying, here's what you have for the weekend or for the next three weeks, use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe when it's done, it's done. Kind of teaching them to budget a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kate, these are all phenomenal tips. I, you know, I think that anybody listening that has a couple of, of younger children, I'm sure can get some things out of this that 
perhaps they they knew some things were coming, but you know hadn't thought about the idea of buying a couple things prior to like clothing or something prior to school, so they have some you know clothes to wear. But then waiting you know just a few weeks after um, you know to to actually. Filling the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that idea. And I also love the idea of, you know, the the mental space for the parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's so important. So that's that's me being an introvert. I'm a very extroverted introvert, but that's me <laughs> needing to recharge my batteries. Well, I think it's a great idea. And I hope that everybody has enjoyed listening to this podcast and, and you know, Kate's for speaking from firsthand experience uh, where I'm just more listening and learning from that. Uh, from that side of the thing this time. But I, I believe that it's important that we share these kinds of ideas. We'd love to hear what questions and concerns you have. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, please reach out to us. Uh, send us a note via um, any of the social media or send us a note to info at rootedpg.com. That's info at R-O-O-T-E-D-P-G.com. We'd love to hear your questions and feature them in upcoming podcasts or asking for a friend. And we'd love it if you like this podcast and you can go rate us on Apple Podcasts because if you do, that tends to move us up in the rankings a bit more and more people can find us. And we just simply would love to hear your thoughts and comments just in general anyways. Please feel free to share this with your friends and we hope you stay tuned in for this month's topic of back to school because we have lots more to come. Thanks everyone. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.